For many believers, the practice of fasting seems very foreign, yet Jesus assumed that we would do it. Why should Christians fast? What should be our motivation in fasting? How do we prepare ourselves for fasting? Join the Brookwood Care Pastors in this three-part series on the spiritual discipline of fasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Care Ministries Podcast at Brookwood Church. That was really fast. <laughs> I like that. Keep that in there. Are you selling micro machines? <laughs> yes, that was like the fastest I've ever talked in my that life. This awesome. is great. And I even have I even have not had an energy drink or coffee. Impressive. So we're glad you guys are here. We're glad you're listening to us. And uh, introduce myself. I'm Gene Beckner, I'm the care pastor. And I am Josh Masters, I'm the associate care pastor. And I'm Doug Wildman. I am the counseling and marriage pastor here. And we are starting off a, a brief series uh, that is titled Fasting, with a question mark, because when we did our last series on when we pray, uh, we came across uh, this passage where Jesus is is talking about fasting as we, we went through the Lord's Prayer. And, um, you know, after prayer and fasting ourselves, we really felt like this was where God was leading us. So uh, we're kind of excited uh, about being able to, you know, bring this up, bring this topic up, um, and to to really help some of you who may be listening who, A, have never fasted before, uh, or B, you're just not really sure what you're supposed to do or, you know, how to go about that. And, and one thing that we, we all felt pretty strongly about was um, just the idea of preparing yourself for a fast. Um, and there, you know, we will make some references to some resources um, that if you feel like God is leading you towards that, that we want to be able to help you as you go through that process so that you don't, um, cause sometimes when people try to fast, they think it's just all about, well, I'm just not supposed to eat. And that's really not what the, the purpose is. And hopefully we'll be able to give you some, some insight as to kind of what should be happening on the inside. Um, as you fast. Um, but we are going to take it from the perspective, uh, as we have read in Scripture, that it is specifically talking about uh, fasting from food. Um, you know, there, uh, there is the concept of Lent, where you give things up for 40 days, and, uh, and even Perry, you know, our, our senior pastor, has talked about fasting from social media and from different things. And... Um, I think we would all be in agreement that those are all good things. Yes, especially if they're a distraction to you. Right. Um, but we really want to hone in on uh, when you get to a place where you're going to fast and you feel like you know God is saying, okay, look, this is, this is your time and, and you feel like you know, this, is the, this is your journey. Um, Something that can help us in preparing for that is to realize, even as we talked about prayer, this is very relational, okay? And so you want to go into it with the idea of, you know, God is, is the source, you know, God is my provider. And so during this time, as, as we consciously decide to give up food, we're not just going, oh, I'm just not going to eat for a 
period, whether mm-hmm. it's a meal or a day or dust to dawn or 24 hours or, you know, whatever, but that it becomes more of kind of an invitation to get closer to God and to allow him to be the one who is uh, who you're relying on. Because I know for me, it's really easy to get caught up into relying on my next meal, mm-hmm. you know, and looking forward to that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm often thinking about what is my next meal while I'm having yeah. a meal. Like, like I'm like, oh, I'm having lunch at, at this restaurant, yes. but I got to start thinking about dinner. Well, and I mean, to be, to be honest, look at advertising. I mean, I wonder what percentage of commercials on TV and the radio and even on the Internet are food related. You know, so in a lot of ways, we are uh, we're kind of being groomed that way. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of giving it up and doing it on purpose is almost like a foreign concept. But I do want to reiterate that that Jesus says when you fast. That's the key. So there's the expectation that that's, that that's what we're supposed to be doing at some level. But we have to be honest, there's not a lot of instruction in the Bible about preparing yourself and about what that looks like. And so hopefully over the next, you know, three weeks, we can give some insight into that. Yeah, and I think that part of that is, although there's not necessarily sections that say, this is how you fast and this is what time you cut out the food, and like there's not the semantics of it, but we have lots of examples of fasting in Scripture that we can draw from, and we'll do that over the next few weeks. But I I think that you're exactly right, Gene, is that it says— when you fast. Mm -hmm. So there's an expectation. And that's the exact same phraseology that Jesus uses for prayer. So he's putting the same expectation about the Christian fasting as he does on praying, when you pray. That was the name Mm -hmm. of our last series. And in this case, he says, when you fast. In Matthew 6, actually right after he teaches on praying, he, he just finished saying, when you pray, do this. And then right after that, he says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, what's interesting about that is that it's a bookend to our last series. Right. Because when he started teaching on prayer, he started with, don't be a hypocrite. Don't get your Mm. reward from other people. Mm. This is about your relationship with Jesus. So there is a real parallel between prayer and fasting. You can do them individually, Mm -hmm. but both of them are about submitting yourself to God, relying on God, and building your relationship with God. That's the key thing we want to hit home about, I think, today is the idea that this is about building your relationship with God and putting aside your relationship with the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Food is a gift from God. Look how many feasts he ordained in the Old Testament. Yes. He put food in celebration, right? just like he put physical intimacy within the context of a marriage, right? That's a gift, and so is food. But we as a culture have... Um, misused both, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We've we've turned them to be something that takes us away from God rather than pushing us toward God, and so fasting is a way of refocusing that, right? Mm-hmm. That our reliance is not on just bread, 
Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. That doesn't mean you don't have bread, right? He said, you don't, you don't live by bread alone, which means you do need bread, right? right? That's when Jesus was fasting. There's a greater need that we have to have intimacy with God, and that is what prayer and fasting is for. And I think we can all grow in our prayer life, but most Christians will say, oh, yeah, of course you're supposed to pray. But I think a lot of Christians don't necessarily think that you're supposed to fast. Yeah. Right? Interesting. It, yeah, people think that that's for the super pious, that yeah. that's mm-hmm. for monks and people who have locked themselves away. But really, it's an expectation of us to draw closer to God, put away our reliance on the world, and letting God be our sustenance. And I think, too, in that is that just what you said, there's an expectation. And so that means that God, again, I think Doug's going to get into this, but he's he's looking at your heart. Mm-hmm. And and what is your attitude towards doing it? So just what you said is, is you're acknowledging, hey, I, I have... Um, a reliance on the world and on food and on the, the the things of this world. But yet if Jesus is saying when you do this, that means he's going, hey, there's got to be a benefit there. Mm-hmm. And you even you even read it, Josh. You said God will reward you. So I think even as, again, if you're listening to this and you're a little hesitant or you're thinking, eh, I'm not sure I should do this or I don't want to do it or, you know, to, to take that to God, because you just said it's relational to say, you know what? Let's walk through this, and and we'll talk more about that in week three. But if if you're if you're leaning into that and you're and you're attempting it and you're putting yourself in that, and Doug likes to use the word posture, you put yourself in that posture. That's a win in your relationship already because of your willingness. That's exactly right. And the first two things that Jesus did as he was preparing for his public ministry was he was baptized, and then immediately went into a time of prayer and fasting. And so if Jesus models that for us, certainly he is more connected to the Father than we are. But if he felt from his human standpoint the need to fast and to continually go to the Father in prayer, then that's a model that we need to follow. And doesn't it say the Holy Spirit took him out? Yes, yes. The Holy Spirit led him out into the wilderness, prompted him to go out into the wilderness to fast for 40 days. Now, you don't need to start with a 40-day fast, and I'd recommend that you hear the whole podcast series before (laughs) you jump into that. Um, But it's about approaching God and how we approach God. When we did the, the last podcast series on prayer, we noted that the Lord's Prayer, which was Jesus's model for how to pray, Mm -hmm. started with our Father who's in heaven, may your name be kept holy. And we talked about approaching God in relationship and intimacy, but with a sense of reverence. And so what is the posture that you have going into prayer and what is your posture going into fasting? And I know, Doug, you had some thoughts on that. Yeah. So, you know, so many times we were talking uh, as a as a group the other day um, that, you know, a lot of times we approach fasting as, well, if I fast, then I'm going to get God's attention. And then somehow he's going to be more inclined to hear my prayer. And there is, there are times in the Bible where, you know, for example, when the, when the demons uh, were being cast out of people and, and the, the disciples were not able to cast out 
certain demons and and Jesus said, well, these kind only come out with prayer and fasting. So there is something to that. But I think overall, what I take away when I'm reading from the scripture is that um, we are going to use that word again, posture, Mm -hmm. taking on a posture of humility. So it moves beyond um, just trying to get an answer to prayer. Um, you know, expecting to get a, a particular outcome, you know, as if somehow God is obligated to answer my prayer because I've gone without eating. Um, it's interesting because if you read in the Old Testament, there are many, many verses that are like this, um, but I'm going to just read one. It's not specifically about fasting but you'll get the you'll get the picture when i read it it says does this is taken from first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 and uh, samuel is talking and he said does the lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the lord to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams and i think um i, I think that that general idea when we apply it to fasting, we're not sacrificing, so to speak, an animal, but what we're doing is we're um, we're, we're setting aside something that is needed um, in order to put ourselves in a position with God to say, God, I need a, I need to refocus here. I need to um, um, press the reset button. And would you receive this? that I'm offering to you as a token of what's going on on the inside, which mm-hmm. is which is a submission. And so that submission that we experience, obviously God does pay attention to that. It says that God inclines mm-hmm. his ear to mm-hmm. hear um, those that are calling upon him. Right. And so, um, yes, he does hear that. But I, I think the point of the whole thing is that what we are doing is we're putting ourselves in a posture of humility mm-hmm. And that's what God is looking for. Now, does God use these tokens? Absolutely, he does. Um, You know, just like, you know, let's say when you assume a posture of getting on your knees when you're praying. Right. You know, um, I don't think there's anything magical about getting on your knees or lifting your hands when you're you're singing. But sometimes those things can be sort of a a symbol in a way of something that's going on on the inside. And that is... Um, reality of what's going on on the inside is what God pays attention to. Um, so the last thing that we want to do is to ritualize this whole thing of mm-hmm. fasting. What we really want to do is we want it to be a true reflection of what's going on on the inside. And I think that actually, I think that's what um, Jesus was talking about when he was talking about the Pharisees and their, mm-hmm. you know, twisting their faces and saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just." going without food, oh, look at me, because their hearts were far from him. Right. Um, and so um, so really what we're, what we're talking about when we're talking about fasting is positionally in our heart, having the opportunity to go to God and to say, look, God, things between you and me, I, I need a, a restart. I, I need to really focus now um, all of my attention on you. And that's what fasting does. Um, so it's a, it's a great opportunity. If you're, if you're somebody who's sitting here listening to this podcast right now, and you have been sensing that um, maybe things have not been um, 
going as well as they could be between you and God. Maybe there's a, a communication breakdown. You know, maybe you're feeling like your prayers have been bouncing off of the ceiling. Fasting can be an opportunity for you to come before God and to say, God, would you hear me? Um, in spite of whatever your answer might be, Lord, I am I'm coming before you and asking you to meet me in this time, um, whatever that might look like. You know, it may be that my circumstances don't even change. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Lord, would you would you receive this as a as an offering to you? Mm-hmm. I love your your phrasing of that as being a refocus. Mm-hmm. How do we refocus on God? Because in many of the examples that we've seen, and in the scripture that you read, where God says, "I." desire obedience more than I mm-hmm. desire sacrifice. Yes. But he was the one that taught how to sacrifice. He ordained sacrificing. Exactly. And yep. they abused it in their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he ordained feasts to celebrate mm-hmm. and we abused it. And so there's all these examples where God gives us things to help be drawn closer to him and then we abuse them and use them to be drawn further away from him. Exactly. Yep. So the idea yep. of refocusing, like let's this this fasting thing when he says don't be hypocrites, he's saying like this is not a ritual. This is right. not legalistic. This is about us. This is about us spending time together. You know, like how much more does it mean when you spend time when you're with your wife, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you take specific time to build your relationship. We're going to go away and we're going to spend time just you and me, yeah. So that our relationship is richer. That's what the fasting is about, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, next week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the reasons why we fast, and there's many. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then on week three, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about how we can prepare ourselves physically and spiritually mm-hmm. for fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening today and you are looking for a way to reconnect with God or maybe even just to, to deepen your relationship with God. I know I am. I'm I'm constantly looking for it. Lord, I wanna I wanna go to that next place with you. What do you have for me? Fasting is a really great way to do that. Um, interesting commentary that I had read it said that when we think of going without food nowadays, it's usually in protest. It's usually mm. to to get something that we want. We 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 go on a hunger strike in order mm. to make a point, mm-hmm. in order to to change people's thinking. With with fasting, there's a completely opposite way of mm. thinking about it, and that is to let go of the self and to humble ourselves before God. Mm. Um, Right now, I'm going to close with a word of prayer. And maybe you're listening to this thinking, fasting, I've never thought of doing that before. Maybe this is a great opportunity for you. Um, let's, let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for the gift that fasting is, um, that it gives us an opportunity to refocus on you. Um, would you receive our prayer? Would you receive our fast for what it is? Um, just a, a re focus on you. Lord, I know that there's many people out there today that are closing their eyes right now and praying with me who are in that place. So Lord, would you would you meet them right where they are and, and help them to have a sense of your presence here today. 
Help them to feel your presence with them. We thank you, Lord, for this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.